Hey everyone, it's Annie and Brady from the Never Growing Up podcast, a Disney Parks podcast for adults. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode. Make sure you subscribe and leave a rating for us on whatever app you're joining our conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links for all of our accounts are in our show notes. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another new episode of the Never Growing Up podcast, a Disney Parks podcast for adults. And just like we talked about last week, Annie has guest hosts up until July. We're wishing you well, Brady. Hope everything's well. Actually, I talked to him all the time, so he's really doing well. <laughs> but on today's podcast, we have Brennan Clancy from Barstool Sports. We're going to be talking about starting a podcast, how he kind of helped me start my, start my podcast indirectly. Um, and of course, talking about one of his most favorite subjects, Marvel. So stay tuned. Hey, Brennan. Hi, how's it going? Happy to be here. What's up? What's up? So glad you're joining us. Hey, everybody. It's Annie from at WDW Collective on Instagram. I never know how to call myself. <laughs> Is that weird that I like, <laughs> hi, I'm Annie at WDW Collective. It's not really a place. <laughs> right, right. Because the at makes it. But you got it. I think, you know, that's part of like just the syntax. Everybody knows when you say at, <laughs> you mean like a handle. I, I think it's a good way to say it, actually. It's 2021, guys. Get with the program. <laughs> yeah, if, if you're just like, if you think that you, if that means a place, it's like, come on, what are you talking about? You probably still call a hashtag a pound sign. <laughs> that sounds, I had to teach my parents yesterday how to, I was talking to my parents on the phone and they were like, I'm trying to figure out how to put you on speakerphone, but all I see are numbers. And I was like, dad, like, do you see something that says hide? You can just hide that. And then the screen comes back and it's, <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. I'm scared that like when when I end up that old, there'll be something. I'm like, what would what would just baffle me to the point that I would look ridiculous doing it? Like somebody's FaceTiming and they're like holding it to their nose, you know, like when you FaceTime with your parents. So I'm like, what's it going to be? It's going to be like some kind of virtual reality hologram thing that I'm just <laughs> like, I, I, you just get to a point where you're like, I can't understand that. I don't do it. If I didn't, if I didn't work in this stuff, I wouldn't, I still don't really understand TikTok. Like I still watch these things and I'm like, I don't know how these people are doing these edits and stuff like that. But TikTok would go over my head if I wasn't actively trying to figure it out. So we're close. We're close to me just being left behind by technology. You just turned 40. And it's very nice to have someone who's older than me on this podcast. Oh, thank you. Oh, <laughs> terrific. Hot start, Annie. This is great. I'm I'm just here with the hard-hitting journalism. Um, I'm turning 48 <laughs> um, in three weeks. So it's okay. I get, yeah. I get shit on a lot on this show because of my age. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's my basically my whole life. Like, like it, Barstool just keeps getting younger. I just keep getting older. I'm just like, you know, I like it because it's it's a whole new market to entertain. I'm like trying to force the the Gen Zers that we hire to do the weird Gen Z stuff because nobody that I work with want to do that. They're like, excuse me, we're in our 30s, we don't do that. So you know, you need the young people to do it, and you see them doing these ridiculous things, and I'm like, yeah, do that, do that. Wait, what is considered a weird Gen Z thing? Like TikTok in general, or like yeah, mostly TikTok. You know, like yeah, it's just you know, even some of our younger people were like, "I'm not dancing. Are you crazy? That's embarrassing." <laughs> so you can't get, and you know, it's it's a weird edit. I, I watched this podcast recently. Um, I think the podcast is called The Sync, and the TikTok is called The Sync Up. And these kids look like they're 11 years old. They look like children. Oh, yeah. Should not be allowed on the internet. <laughs> and it is just nonstop. It don't, the, the TikTok almost gave me a seizure. I swear to God, they cut to like something different every half second. And it's just a podcast. They're talking about all the same things that we that like KFC Radio talks about. Right. But it's just so fast paced and there's so many crazy edits. And I'm like, you know, you got it. But they think about TikTok first. They're like, we're going to do a podcast, but we're going to put it on, on TikTok. We're also going to put it on all these audio platforms, but they're thinking about how can we make a podcast that looks good on TikTok? So I don't know if that's the direction you wanted to go with this, Annie, but we're talking content already. No, you know what, though? Actually, I'm like, he's answering my questions already. This is fantastic. No, <laughs> I do want to talk about that. I'm actually really, really glad. I'm thinking, shit, should I be putting my podcast on TikTok? I don't know if you follow me on TikTok, but like my TikTok is very niche and it has nothing to do with Disney. 
and I'm getting really. I think I probably do follow you, but but like you, it doesn't really matter who you follow. It's you just get lost in the algorithm. Like it, it just TikTok just keeps showing me the stuff that like I keep liking. Like right now, like it's just not nothing but crypto, nothing but Bitcoin. Like if you don't do a Bitcoin thing, TikTok is not going to show it to me. And I just sit there for hours <laughs> watching it because they just know they're inside my mind. I can't tell if I liked crypto and that's why they're giving it to me, or they've made me like crypto. I TikTok yeah. might have control over my mind. That's fascinating to me because, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about crypto because I know you're just like hard up on crypto. Like <laughs> the last two episodes have been about crypto and it cracks me up. Yeah. My coworkers and I, all we do is talk about crypto. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hot right now. I mean, it was hot back in 2017, 18. Every time Bitcoin goes on a run, like everybody wants to talk about it because it's just like regular people can get rich. This is amazing. But, uh, you know, it'll probably die down but, and then, you know, something else will take over. It's not like GameStop. I'm still holding on to my AMC stock. I don't give a shit. Really? All right. All right. I think you know, it seems to go up and down. It's just when are you gonna when are you gonna sell in the in the long run, you know? I think when I break even because it was giving me so and I like already <laughs> that's one just on AMC because I think when I recoup my losses, that's great. I just want to recoup because uh, it was just such a whim and I felt so dumb doing it. And then it like when I bought it, it was already down because I was like, oh, I'll buy some now. It's down below. Then it started going right. lower. And I was like, this, right. this is, hi guys, this is a Disney podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So guys, if you haven't noticed already, my co-host is Brendan Clancy. He is a producer for Barstool Sports, KSC Radio, Kevin Clancy Show, One Minute Man, which is like the hottest thing on Instagram right now, by the way, I think. Um, so the Super Producer Podcast Award is where, where we got um, acquainted and we got to believe podcast. I mean, what do you not do here, sir? I, we are, we might be <laughs> spread a little bit thin, um, but yeah, it's just like we've, we've used this to be like whatever we are interested in and whatever we really want to lean into, um, we're going to do it in some form or fashion. We have a lot of help. Um, you know, like we couldn't, I couldn't, even though me and my brother love the Mets, we couldn't do it without Kyle Gelling, without Clem. So like, mm -hmm. you know, they carry a lot of the load there. Um, Nick Hamilton, uh, has been amazing for KFC radio, especially during pandemic where he's like a younger guy and was able to like come in a little bit more than I was when I've got my parents and my wife's parents, and my young kids. So, uh, he really right. stepped up for KFC radio. Um, but yeah, we're just, I mean, like we got a list of, uh, of stuff we still want to do, you know, like it's not, it's not like we want to stop there. We have a, a lot of stuff. <laughs> Some people advise against that. Some people are like, stop making new podcasts. Kev does this, uh, this clubhouse show. So, um, mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of stuff going on in addition like he hosts the rundown every day. So a lot of stuff going on, but it's exciting. We just want to like touch on all the stuff we're really interested in and just share and, uh, like connect with the people that you know we we connect with we would be tweeting and talking about the Mets during baseball season all the time we might as well make right. something some kind of content around it do you feel like the pandemic has given us this kind of freedom to do that to, to just be creative be like you know what I just want to make a podcast about the, like something very specific about the Mets all right or is this yeah. something that, like I felt like I was able to become more creative and do just more random stuff and I was fine with that because yeah. I had time to like kind of slow down and think like what do I really want to do with myself yeah, well, it's it's taken the whole, like, you know, the workplace, the commute, the the regimen of, you know, this is when you get there. And, and it's allowed you to be like, okay, wait, so, and, and it's not necessarily like hurting, I don't think it's hurting companies, because you can just be like, I can get this all done in two hours, I can get eight hours of worth of work done in two hours, and then I can do whatever I want with it, because exactly. nobody is tracking you every second of the day, you come to work, you sit in an office, you have to either, you know, work eight hours, you, you're probably tempted to be like, well, I might as well spread this over eight hours because I have to be here. I can't go do whatever I want. But when right. you can be like, okay, if I knock this out, then I can watch WandaVision in the middle of the day and then get back to work, still answer emails, still answer phone calls. So it's just taken the whole, like, I guess time blocking is no longer a thing. It's like, get your work done. That's all we care about. Right. Do it at your like leisure, not leisure because it's like people are still working. Oh, but I think people have become more efficient and you've kind of realized that you can get your life back. Now, I, I, this, that's how it worked for me. Now, I've heard some people say, uh, we're not working for, from home. We're living at work. So that makes me think like some people are not, it's, it's not working great for everybody. So if it's, if it's giving you creativity and if it's giving you some freedom, that's great. But for other people, 
um, you know, there's a billion people all going through this at the same time. There's, you know, 7 billion people all going through this at the same time. There's going to be lots of different things, but I totally hear you in that it could be a, a time that leads to a lot of creativity and a lot of time for like you to work on what you want to. I think I went through like a full generational life cycle during the <laughs> pandemic where like I went, I was in that lifestyle where I was like, I basically live where I work now. I live right. in my office um, my home office. And all I do is take email. I'm taking, I'm having more meetings than I'm doing normally. So like it actually forced me to put breaks into my day or become a full blown alcoholic. Like, do you mean like, <laughs> like there was no in between? <laughs> Both good options. Both good options. <laughs> There's no in between. Either you are like sitting on your ass, like watching WandaVision, like you were saying, or <laughs> just raging. Or you like started a media empire. Like you just lean into your content, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of amazing things that come out of this that got started just because people were like, uh, you know, podcast, like you could have always done a podcast over zoom, but now everybody understands zoom. Everybody gets it. Everybody uses it. Nobody really minds the sound quality because we're all used to it. We're all like, well, that's how things sound. You know, it's, it doesn't sound perfect. So you don't need to get together. I mean, KFC Radio has had some of the be its best guests. Now, sometimes like the chemistry is not as good over Zoom as it would be mm -hmm. if you're sitting across the table from them. But people, you know, weren't going on press tours and they still needed to fulfill their press obligations. So right. they were like, yeah, we'll Zoom in. We'll Zoom in with a podcast. And, uh, you know, it's just, it has changed so much, I think. But I do think a, a lot of cool things um, are coming out of it. And I think, you know, like you leaned into the podcast, you're growing it, you're, expanding it and it, i don't even know if people have more time but they feel like they have more time and then you know for a lot of people taking the commute out like commute sucks and like yes. it's just gone it's, it gives you like two hours back in your day i was flying over like all over hell for years i was on an airplane really? every week and oh. so for me to be home first i started like losing my mind because i felt right. like a caged animal but uh, now i feel like i can do so much more from technology and like even with zoom i don't necessarily feel like i don't know i feel like i can read people's energy even through a screen that sounds really weird i'm not a psychic or some witch <laughs> but like <laughs> um like i feel like I, i've been able to get a lot done through zoom and one yeah. of the main reasons i've not switched to zoom we were talking about this earlier is that i feel like i'm working <laughs> Right. You're on Zoom too much. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. And, but yeah, no, you can definitely read them to some degree. Um, and yeah, I think you take a, a lot more meetings. And, you know, the goal would be to really get super efficient where you can jump on a Zoom for like 10 minutes and be like, okay, what do we need to talk about? Okay, good. Let's go. I think everything isn't there yet. But um, I just think back to my days of like property management and how we would all get together and be in a room for like 90 minutes. And, you know, the cliche, like this meeting could have been an email. Like we don't Oh, yeah. need to do this now you know with people trying to respect time and you know a, a lot of people you know both my both for work for me and for my wife a lot of people have been respectful that we have kids and they weren't in school and things are hard whereas normally right. like if you were just working from home one day and your kid was crying in the background people would have been rolling their eyes like right. hey, you should together now you know if my kid jumps up in my lap in the middle of a meeting it's like eh, it is what it is <laughs> like you know people are like okay yeah i mean we, we feel you we get it so yeah, I mean, it's, it's turned the whole world upside down. It's crazy. I know. It, I almost feel like it's a not a, not that it's a good thing that this happened, but like it kind of made us re take a look at what what we are currently dealing with and how can we make it better because we're forced into that situation. Agree. Agree. You were talking about your old days, property management. How did you get from that to the barstool life, producer life? How how did how did that happen? Well, it's a mixture of two things. I, I guess it's one, being lucky to have someone so close to me jump into that, yeah, being my brother. My brother started 2009 or 10. At, you know, uh, he started blogging part-time for Barstool Sports first. Um, I don't know if you can hear that, Annie. My kid is really throwing, throwing <laughs> toys around in the hallway. It's um, totally, I usually hear my cat. Yeah. <laughs> But so, you know, I mean, that's definitely luck. People who like haters who want to, you know, you get up in my mentions being like, you know, you, you know, just got your brother, you're lucky your brother for your brother and you're lucky that your brother had Dave. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's luck. Yeah, I guess that's lucky. That's, that's fine. Everything. But, um, <laughs> right. You know, I mean, like, uh, I'm not the only person that knows someone else successful and I chose to help them and, and right. um, you know, uh, get going with it. And then I guess, so that's like the sort of the second half. 
is, is just doing it. Just being like, you know, I would just talk to my brother every day and it started with social media. It started with like, you got to get on Twitter. He wasn't on Twitter, believe it or not. Like he's a full-blown really... Twitter addict now. And he wasn't yeah. on Twitter in like 2009 or 10. Um, at the time, Facebook pages were big. So mm. I was trying to figure that out for him while he was blogging all day. I was like, you know, let me do the social side of things. And then in 2012, I was like, we got to start a podcast. I was listening to a lot of these like business oriented podcasts because I wanted to get out of the cube. I was like, this is sure. terrible. Um, so I'm thinking like, how do I start my own business? How do I get out of here? Um, so I'm listening to a lot of that stuff, but I would, but that, you know, brings you across. I think Adam Carolla was around then. Mm -hmm. Joe Rogan was obviously around then. Bill Simmons. I was listening to Bill Simmons. I was like, we got to do a podcast. You guys are killing it on the blog. Let's start a podcast. And he tells me no for like six months. What would I talk about? I'm like, you write 15 blogs a day. Talk yeah. about that. Like talk about the topics. But um, it was only when we figured out Google Voice, which I think had been around for years, but I was just like, oh, all right, well, he's just, he'll just blog the number. People will call in, we'll play the voicemails, and we'll answer you know, your questions. Um, yeah. So the first like 18 or 19 episodes was just him, maybe me like occasionally chiming in, but him answering um, those uh, you know, stupid questions. You know, like uh, I remember one that stood out in my mind was, who's faster, Warren Sapp or a cheetah? Like that was one of the first questions we got. I was like, this is exactly what I wanted. This is, these are yeah. the stupid questions that nobody else is doing at the time. You know, nobody was really doing that or at least not as like successfully. Right. Um, and then I figured out Google Hangouts um, would just let us jump on a, a G chat video. Um, and then he could do it with John at first up in mm -hmm. Boston. And then Dan, I think the very next episode hopped on board. And then it was like the New York, Boston, Chicago triangle. Um, so it, it was just like, just start doing it um, and keep trying to figure things out and keep trying to stay ahead of the curve. And then again, lucky, lucky to have some of the funniest people out there with a big platform that they built, you know, it wasn't yeah. all luck, they, but some of it was lucky for me that my brother got in with Dave, who had already built this platform for, he had been building it for seven, eight years. Right. And then, then he, John, Dan, were all building this blog. Um, but, you know, other people can do that. Other people can look and say, okay, who's this successful podcaster that I have some, a friend of a friend of a friend who's not doing TikTok. You know, you can't, you can't do the things yeah. that I did because that stuff is already being done. But you can look at somebody and go, how do I help this person get on TikTok? Or how do I help this person get on Clubhouse? Or how do I help produce, you know, this person's a YouTube star, but doesn't have a podcast. Maybe I could help them do that. That was my mindset. Like, let me just help the people who are doing something really good do something else really good. And that's where we've gone from there. You know, like I helped make bloggers into podcasters. And then I tried to make podcasters into YouTubers and YouTubers into yeah. TikTokers. It's like, you know, it's just how I go about it. But it was just, it was, you know, doing it, just doing it for nothing, you know, not getting paid um, to start and, and you know, like uh, being associated with some good people, talented people who, uh, who I was lucky to be around. I saw Dave on, um, this is some weird shit. So we, my husband and I are very old. Like we sit and eat dinner and watch the news. We uh -huh. watch um, like the local news. Then we watch nightly news with Len Holm, what is it, Lester Holm. And then Inside Edition comes on. I'm like, uh -huh. why is Dave Portnoy on Inside Edition? Because he know, captured that. Well, we, wa we originally watched the carjacking. We originally watched him when he was um, doing the, like the pizza. And then uh -huh. like, caught that carjacking and then all of a sudden it was on inside yeah. edition like it's just random things that you could just get like bumped up yeah. or not that dave isn't like huge or anything but like it's just random things i was like why is he on inside edition which i wonder if that pissed him off that he was on inside edition not like a legitimate news story <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i think he likes all of it he, he, he likes, likes just in. you know he says you know people you know give him shit for like going on fox news and he says i'll go everywhere fox yeah. news is the one that's asking me so you asked me if you're if you're like you know the 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 left leaning um, media, I'll go on there too and I'll say the same things. And you know sometimes he's saying the thing you know when he says the things that Tucker Carlson is agreeing with. Tucker Carlson keeps asking him to come on, but he's saying what he thinks, not what you right. know he, he wants to get on um, uh, you know Fox News. So if if some of these other things, if CNN wants to have him on, he'll go there too. Uh, but the pizza thing is just, you know, it's crazy. And then, yeah, when like he does so many of them and they all do so well that yeah. when you when you catch this really weird random moment, which is bound to happen after you do 
like oh, yeah. 5,000 of them, you're going to get some weird things happening. And it's going to blow up because everything he does is going to get like a base of a lot of viewers. And then when something yeah. weird happens, it, it'll, you know, shoot to the moon. So yeah, uh, it's crazy. Dave is a, he's a force of nature. He is a force of nature. Um, so talking about, you were talking about how you love to help bloggers and starting out podcasters. That's actually, so I knew who you were from, from Barstool, obviously, like more so like, I, I, my husband's more of a person who like watches like for the sport. I watch for the entertainment value of Barstool. Right, like right. one of our things on Fridays is to watch Friday Night Pints. Since that started uh, uh, during the quarantine, which I thought was genius. And then yeah. we watched that. Actually, that's why we started buying 3G. <laughs> so let <laughs> them know. And then I heard you bought it. I need to hear about your experience with 3G. I know. I haven't haven't done it yet. I've got it sitting there. um, But as we get the, uh, as the vaccine stuff, like I feel like once that gets taken care of, then I'll be all in on that. um, Wait, hold on. You're waiting to get your vaccine to try 3G? (laughs) Please explain. (laughs) I'm just, yeah, I'm just like, I don't know. I I mean, I I, 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 honestly, I'm not waiting specifically for that, but I was sort of like, you know, I'm, I'll be more willing to cut loose. Like I'll also probably start drinking more once, you know, I know everybody's vaccinated just because I'm like, I'm still thinking of like, you know, the opposite of what this is opposite quarantine behavior. (laughs) (laughs) It's more just, it's not, it's not like a specifically planned out thing, but I was like every weekend I've been like, maybe I'll dabble with that three G now. And then I'm just like, "Eh, I don't know. Um, and, but I feel like once life is back to normal, then I'll, I'll, I'll get into it. I don't know. You might've talked me into it. I might do it tonight. You should do it tonight. And I need to hear about it because, (laughs) because I got wildly high from it. And so did my husband the other day. Like I didn't expect to, I just took a half and I got wildly high. And then. My husband yesterday, because he hadn't been having reactions, he's like, this shit's bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, and then yeah. he took it. The other, I think he took like three quarters of one. And last night he was uh, like, whoa. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. Barcelona. I'm going to take like a quarter of one. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not, uh, my first time, I'm not, I'm just going to take it easy. Yeah. Go like quarter and then do a third. The third, I think, is like where I'm happy. Okay. I'm not like it, wildly high. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> we got thrown off. Oh, I was saying that one of the reasons why I um, became acquainted with you is through the Super Producer podcast and became part of your group on Facebook and just a great community where beginning pos- podcasters like myself are trying to understand kind of the ins and outs of how to even start a podcast, how to get yourself noticed. And I had the great fortune of being on your show back when I was in Italy, which was hilarious right right oh yeah I remember my equipment by the way <laughs> i came when i came back home my mic was destroyed i had to buy a new one <laughs> that's funny <laughs> but um yeah thank you so much for for putting that community together and um it's it's extremely helpful for those of us you know trying to start out and i love how you're even now with your recent episodes talking about crypto like how can we find topics to discuss and you know how do we how do we find that niche? How do we start? Give us a yeah. kind of an overview. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, like I would, um, I, I guess it's just like, for me, it's research. Like, cause I, I've been thinking about doing, I probably wouldn't, I probably won't start a crypto podcast, but obviously, as you see, it just leaks into the, just, the yeah. pod, every podcast that I'm doing. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I do want to, I'm thinking about starting some kind of content. I've actually just been throwing some stuff up on TikTok about it. Um, I saw Mostly yeah. just like, sharing other things that other people have said rather than create my own. But um, uh, so I think it's like, you know, whatever you are into, you know, I I was, I'm watching like, you know, 10 crypto YouTubes a day anyway. So I might as well like bookmark a few things and say, okay, how can I create something around that? So I would pick um, something you're passionate about and something that you spend a lot of time talking about anyway. Mm -hmm. But then try and like niche it down um, a little bit so it's a little bit more specific because everybody kind of wants to be the KFC radio. Like we're just shooting the shit. We're just like doing whatever. We're just like average guys. And they think that that because a lot of people feel like when they when something's relatable to them that they they're like, this is so good because of that. It's like, yeah, part of my take is um, like sports commentary parody. Mm -hmm. 
but it's but I just feel like I'm friends with Dan and PFT. I'm like, yeah, but those guys are very, very funny. So unless you're that, <laughs> yeah. the relatability is not going to be enough. The fact that they are relatable on top of being very, very funny is going to, you know, it helps. But other people are like, I just want to be like them and shoot the shit. And I'm like, and that and, K- and PMT is not really the best example. KFC Raid is a little bit better of an example because they really do like bits and comedy and thought out yeah. stuff. KFC Radio just has the longevity in its favor that we've been doing it for so long and garnered audience. And when nobody was really just shooting the shit and answering stupid questions, we were doing that and we built that audience up. So you start with that, you have no hook. You can't say, right. hey, what's going on? You know, like, what are you? So for you, you know, you're like, obviously we're going to talk Disney parks, but then there's going to be some other stuff. And that's why I'm on here. And we're talking about, you know, we haven't even <laughs> approached the Disney parks yet. So But you have a hook, you know, you have that community that you've now earned that is going to be like, let's, you know, I'll listen to this and they'll get to the Disney parks eventually, but I'll also get to hear about some other stuff that Annie finds interesting. So, you know, it's, but I I would, like you did pick something that you're really passionate about. You, you would be talking about anyway, and then do research, do, do try and find more information, try and educate, try and bring something to people. I'm talking about, because that's what I do with super producer. It's more informational, educational. It's like trying, you know, if you just want to be funny, it, you know, it's tough. That's tough out there. It's like, you know, it's oh, like yeah. trying to tell somebody how to become a stand-up comedian. It's like, get out there. Be really funny. You, you will, the, the, it, that will rise to the top. Like, you know, Alex Cooper, nobody could have just said, like, you got, you got to start a podcast and, like, just be yourself. It's yeah. like she knew that. And she is lightning in a bottle. And it. And oh, yeah. it has skyrocketed her to the top of the charts. But here's the thing. If you're listening to Super Producer, you're listening to this podcast right now, and you think, oh, maybe I could just be myself and I'll be a rock star. It's like you probably would know by now if you're a rock star. Because nobody knew that Alex Cooper could do that except for Alex Cooper. She knew it. She was going to yeah. do it. And she was destined for it anyway. And Barstool was, was great to recognize it and, and give her that platform that probably accelerated it. She was going to be that anyway. So if you're a rock star, turn that mic on and just go. But I think... You would know if you're a rock star by now. So if you're not, that's where you should pick like this this niche and and just try and crush that. And there's plenty of room for you to be yourself and talk about whatever else you want, but really give the people what they want, which is like what you do, where it's like, you know, you really focus on this Disney Parks thing. Yeah. And just like a specific experience too, like we're not going to come on here and talk and tell you like, this is what you should be doing with your kids. Neither Brady and I nor have kids. I don't plan on having kids. So I'm not going to talk about that experience. Also... I, everybody who everybody who I see who are there with kids just look miserable. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's hard, like, man. It's just so hard. Yeah, it's it's not. I'm sure like there are some moments for you as a parent yeah. that are just lovely, and you're like, oh, this is a great memory for us to make. But then, like, I mean, you just see some serious meltdowns and just things that are just terrible. Yeah. And there are people who hate us for going without kids. It's like, oh I yeah, miserable with you. Oh, yeah. Just, well, that's dumb. I, I, I love it. I love going there. I don't, I can't tell you that. First of all, it's expensive. So when you go there, like you've got to spend a long time there and a long time just with your kids all the time is uh, difficult. Um, it's usually really hot. I'm talking about, well, I'm sure it is in Florida, but we haven't, we haven't taken the kids to Disney world yet, but we've taken them to Disneyland a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm telling you like, yeah, there, there'll definitely be times where my kids are having a meltdown. You'll probably see me, but if I were home, my kids would be having a meltdown there and I wouldn't be at like, you know, Star Wars land, which I love, you know, like yeah. I love a lot of the stuff that's there too. So, and, and I know, yeah, I do love like, you know, my kids do enjoy it and, you know, you like seeing your kids happy as much as, you know, you, nobody wants to admit it. You do like that stuff, but, um, you know, and we take, you know, take a break at lunch, get a couple beers. Like I, I like it. I miss it. I, I, we took them usually at least like, twice a year to disneyland and uh, i can't wait i can't wait for it to reopen because it's hard but and i'm sure going um without kids is fun but i i really enjoy it with the kids too oh and i've gone with like my nephews and niece and and they're so and luckily they're generally well behaved so i mean they'll have their meltdowns but overall they're not like the worst children so (laughs) like i actually enjoy going with them and then once they start you know need naps need food then my husband and i will just peace and leave them 
which is just the yeah. glory of just going with the on. first time I went I took my son I, he was he's too he was too young to remember so it was like one of those weird things where you're like what are you taking him for but he does you know you get that moment in time where you see him looking at at Mickey Mouse and he's got this big smile and says he won't remember it but you'll remember he that he enjoyed it so that's what that's what you do it for but um I remember uh, uh we went there we went really early like it's like as soon as it opened and you know we had a stroller and he fell asleep mm-hmm. at nap time which is like you know middle of the day like noon one o'clock or something like that and i was like well that was great and my wife was like i mean it was <laughs> i was like well i mean he's he's asleep like we'll, yeah you know head back and she was like, well we're gonna head back at fireworks so <laughs> i was like what are you talking about and then she was like well i spent like four hundred dollars on this we're not gonna spend like an hour here <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. Wow. I didn't know it was that much. Okay. Yeah. Like we're hanging out. Let's go. Let's wait till this kid wakes up. But it was great because then we would go and get beers and, uh, yeah, and then you, can you know, enjoy job. the middle of the day. And then when he woke up, we, we did it again. But when we go, it's a day. It is a full day, which is, you know, it'll wear you out. And by the end of it, if you, if Annie, you see us at the end during a meltdown when we've been there for, you know, nine hours, it probably doesn't look too good, but we, we enjoyed the day overall. That sounds awful. Like I can't do it. <laughs> I can't Yeah, what do, do you it. say there's a term for it, right? Like rope rope drop to fireworks or something like rope that? Rope drop to fireworks. I am not yeah. one of those people. Um my co-host Brady is. I am not. My husband would. He would he would be rope drop to fireworks. I'm like, yeah. get away from me. I am hot. <laughs> I need a nap. Like I need a nap as much as any three-year-old. I have to take a break today. <laughs> it's too hot. It's overstimulating. I hate lines. I generally don't like giant crowds. There's zero reason for me to have a Disney podcast. <laughs> like if I explain it that way, but I do. Um, but I like have to do it in chunks. Like I am yeah. the three-year-old child. If I had a stroller, it would be just, I had to do it once in a wheelchair. I had gotten her, actually, it wasn't the year that I talked to you uh, when I was in Italy. It was another time I was in Italy. I got my foot stuck. We were in Sardinia. I got my foot stuck between the engine and like the- Whoa. Mm, not the the paddles was <laughs> like the <laughs> huh? talking about like the like propel- the- wait wait what are you in what are you talking about what are you in in, in a wheelchair so I was I had to go to Disney in a wheelchair because uh-huh. I wasn't missing my trip that we already had scheduled but I was on a cane and crutches uh-huh. so <laughs> I wanted to get a scooter my husband said no because he said I was going to kill somebody um but people, if you notice, people just kill each other in scooters. Like it's, yeah, no one yeah. cares. Um, and I should have just got a scooter or he's like, I will push you in a wheelchair. So he had to push me around in a wheelchair. <laughs> so it was Good like time. I had a stroller. It was like Face a stroller. You get to the front of the line, right? You get to the front of the line, don't you? You know what? I wouldn't do that because I yeah. felt like I could stand on my cane. This is me like standing on a cane. I had a green <laughs> cane. It had sparkles. I don't care. I'll tell you, with kids, lines are very difficult. Oh, I- you know, you're like... Trust adult. me, you're gonna love this Toy Story ride. Ninety minutes from now, it's like, what do you do for that? Yeah. And I know that they like kind of optimize it with the, <clears throat> like you can on the app, you can be like, you can sign up for something. But like when everybody signs up for yeah. a certain time, you 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 end up on a line of that, you know. So uh, oh, it's difficult right. to manage. But they do. I mean, Disney is like probably one of the best companies in the world. Um, so they make the experience pretty damn good, you know. It's like you there's that you could always find something to complain about, but oh, but right. they they make it enjoyable. Look, even though the parks were closed for how many months? What six? No, not six months. Maybe four months. Feels like forever. Yeah, feels like forever. And then for Disneyland, yeah, it's been you know basically a year. Um, my stock has been excellent. So <laughs> even though they lost, I think that I think the uh, I think it was like two point six billion dollars they lost. Yeah. Um, from having the parks Lean, closed. Just leaned into Disney Plus, you know. And... Lean in. I mean, <laughs> we can, well, we can talk about Disney Plus now or we can go back to, I wanted to talk about social media for a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Whichever. Okay. So one, before we go into, into the Marvel and into Disney Plus and all of the magic that's been going on there, I did want to talk to you a little bit about, so we, so say we started a podcast and maybe it is Disney related. It could, I, Personally, I have like 10 ideas for podcasts that I would just like to start doing just because mm-hmm. I love podcasting. I think it's a fantastic medium. It's an easy, relatively easy medium. And you can talk about literally anything and there's an audience for it. So mm-hmm. there's that. But yeah. so let's say we started a podcast. What, where should we be targeting 
to get ourselves out there? For growth, I think the best things right now because of the algorithm are TikTok and YouTube. So okay. I would figure out versions of this podcast or parts of this podcast that you want to put on YouTube. Now, I think that the real thing to look at is just say, what if we weren't doing a podcast? I think everybody should do a podcast because it's the easiest thing to do. It's just yeah. talking. You Now you can do it over Zencast. You can do it over Zoom. You just talk with anybody, and then you have that piece done. Now you need to figure out how to grow that. So what a lot of people are doing is clipping, taking pieces out, and trying to put them in different places. And you really do need to try and be everywhere. I mean, it's it's tough. It's hard to keep up with. You should probably pick the things you're best at, but you should be on Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook. I, I haven't opened Facebook in years, but you know you should be there. It's a great platform for growth. But I think the biggest things, if you had to just pick two, are our, our TikTok and YouTube. And now I'm like, but the best way to do it is to not say, okay, ha- I'm just going to put my YouTube on, on my podcast on YouTube. The best thing is to think, what if I didn't start a podcast? What if I just started a YouTube and it was about the same topic that I'm doing this podcast on? What would that YouTube look like? And what, how, how could I make that YouTube good? So, you know, you have, you need to say, okay, we're not doing a podcast, but we are going to do but we are going to talk about the same topic. So say you were just staying on Disney parks, you need to say, okay, well, how do I do this, the version of this in 10 to 15 minutes? Because that's the ideal YouTube length. So it, it, it can still be a podcast, but it would need to be in that time frame. But should it be like, instead of you having a conversation with somebody, should it be more of like a video essay sort of thing? Like you explaining the best time to go to a particular park that could be interesting you need to think about the fact that youtube is a search engine what are people searching for about disney parks um you need to optimize thumbnails uh you need to have that like hook point up front so that like when people click on the video people will give you a little bit more time on youtube because when they they see it's a 10 minute video they don't expect like all the information up front but you gotta you gotta keep them in there yeah. Um, TikTok is like the same thing. Now they're not really searching as much. You need to just lean into the algorithm of, we have this guy at Barstool who is like a TikTok, like sort of behind the scenes expert. And he was telling me that the ideal length for a TikTok is between eight and 12 seconds. So I'm like, oh man, we're going back to Vine. Like I had no idea it was that short. I'm always trying to fill a minute. And me he's too. like, no, they like, they like the loop. They like that it, it, to be quick and then people watch it again. So, uh, you know, you, you, you need to like learn about these things. So now how do I make what my topic is on TikTok rather than just like cut out a piece of it and put it on TikTok? I think that those are, and those I think are the most impactful. Like now, well, they're the most impactful in like a, in the shortest time frame because like, you know, growing your community on Twitter where people are having conversations, also very important. Instagram still, you know, very critical, like sharing your experience on stories you can't really do that i mean everybody has stories now but instagram does it the best so you know like that's all important too you know just like getting a picture up to you know instagram is still where i think people are spending the most time so you need to Mm -hmm. do that too but i think the most impactful are uh right now are are youtube and tiktok because of the way the algorithm can just catch it right and, and help you skyrocket to the top what do you think about clubhouse I like Clubhouse, but I think, um, I, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of clutter. It's a lot of noise. I wish they let you download it afterwards because I would do all my podcasts. I would simulcast to Clubhouse. Oh, interesting. But yeah. I, I, I get that it's sort of, um, that's not really what it's about. It's about the live in the moment thing. I love okay. that you can let audience members join. But I think what happened with Snapchat and how they had stories and Instagram just took it, Twitter is slowly rolling out this Twitter spaces thing. And I am just like a lot more people are on Twitter, you know, like Kev has almost half a million followers on Twitter. You know, he's like, why would he just not do that on Twitter where a lot more people are going to see it? Now there's an opportunity for clubhouse then too, because if everybody's going to pivot back to Twitter, you know, staying and staying unique, you know, there still are Snapchat stars that kind of, you know, like benefited by staying on Snapchat and not just strictly moving to Instagram. So, you know, like you don't have to just like give up on it. Um, but I, I like it. Um, I just, 
think that um, that Twitter is going to provide a lot of competition once once Spaces gets going, and I think Instagram will probably do it too. So you said you've said that Periscope is dead. Um, I think Periscope is like literally getting like phased out. I, I think that Twitter's shutting it down. Oh, is um, it okay? I I think so. Yeah. Because I know, um, but, with, I follow, one of the reasons why, I, I mean, I love Lights, Camera, Barstool a lot, but mm-hmm. they do a lot of their lives on Periscope, so I thought it was interesting that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, I mean, they'll be able to, oh, they'll to move live to stream no, a curious. lot of different things, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, I think maybe, but it might even be like Twitter video will live on, but yeah. I think, at least for We Gotta Believe, we've had all these issues, and I think that they said that, I think Twitter said that they were shutting it down. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, lights, camera. I, I'd be very surprised if Twitter, like, just goes away from live video entirely. But um, yeah. they could always do it on Twitter spaces. Uh, but they want to record it, too. So, but they can definitely do it on YouTube. Uh, they could definitely do it on Twitch. But I don't think that Twitter is going to do away with it entirely. Maybe they'll just rename it. But I'm pretty sure I heard that, that Periscope was, like, being phased out. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I think Instagram Live is in like if it's being like the same kind of thing. I think Instagram Live is so much better. So I I see it or Facebook Live. I don't know. I hate I the only time I would really go live. So this is like kind of going back to what you're saying. It's hard for me to do um like a a YouTube page because I'm not physically at the parks. It would be easier if I was mm-hmm. like physically there. I, this has been like a really obviously really weird time for anyone who's been in travel and. The um, podcast that I'm uploading today with uh, Matt Long from Landlopers, who is a travel blogger and travel podcaster. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's been like a rough year because <laughs> we haven't yeah. been able to like. Sure, yeah. That's like his full-time gig? Yeah, that's his full-time gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. left uh, the cubicle as well. And so we talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, you know, I, I made sure to remind like a lot of podcasters like every now and then when we were talking about the pandemic, like don't forget how lucky we are. That's yeah. like this leans into our stuff like being at home and covering and creating content talking to people via the internet that's like what we do and now everybody's doing it so you know when when you know a lot of people were hit hard where it was like really you know and i I think everybody knows that everybody knows that restaurants are closed and people are struggling everybody knows there's so many people out of work but uh you know you got to keep the perspective on oh why don't we you know why isn't everybody being safe the sooner we the more quicker we shut down the more we wear masks, like this will be over sooner. And, you know, you've got a travel vlogger who's like, I, I know. have to make money. <laughs> I have this to is- get out there and make some money. So what do you want me to do? And then that you shame him. When, if he's like out there and he posts a picture from one of the parks, it's like, that's how I make money. <laughs> Sorry. <Right. laughs> what do you want me to do? You know? I totally so get it's it. crazy. So let's go. Let's talk Disney for once. I know, guys. You've, okay. But this is honestly like since – since Brady's out, I've just kind of gone rogue and it's fine. I'm fine. I'm everything. <laughs> he says hello, everybody. He's doing great. I saw some cool shots. Um, I didn't know you could like text and send, he can send pictures of some things, like not a lot, but like right. that's wild to me. So anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, if you guys really, really, really want to hear um, Brendan's thoughts on WandaVision, I highly highly encourage you like if you want to get real in depth for like an hour and a half um <laughs> listen to my mom's basin which is another barstool podcast robbie fox who i adore um yeah. he hosts the podcast and you go like poured into wandavision <laughs> i had no idea you were such a theorist about like, yeah I, I i love doing that stuff and it always basically ends up ruining the show for me um and then and then marvel is like the perfect like coming together of all like the the stuff that I love. I was not the biggest nerd as like I didn't read all of the comic books, but oh, as they keep rolling these things out, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember Civil War, but I couldn't tell you right off the top of my head exactly what happened. But I yeah. was like, you know, I picked up some of the comic books. What you don't realize is a lot of these are spread across like 15 comic books, and and comic books are short. They're not. It's not like reading a, mm-hmm. a real book. But you need to get you need to get all of those separately and read them and bring the titles all together and be like, okay, this was the story arc. So you, yeah. I remembered like bits and pieces of it, um, and then it's just there is this source material. Like I remember when I watched True Detective, I had a bunch of theories about True Detective, but it was kind of like, but this is still just like something that a TV writer wrote, so there's nothing to back it up. 
Whereas yeah. with comic books, there's so much source material. Game of Thrones was that way too, where you could be like, I think what they're doing is they're going this direction. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. And then you're generally wrong. And it's like, okay, you know, you, you got to be like, well, I was taking a shot at it. But I love to just, you know, like theorize about that stuff. I did it with Game of Thrones, did it with True Detective, do it with like a, a lot of these mystery things. Yeah. Um, but then it's almost like fan fiction to a degree where it's just like, that's not where they're going. That's not what they're talking about. So why are you, you know, why can't you just sit and enjoy it? And I'm like, this is how I enjoy it. This is how I watch this stuff, you know? So I'm re-watching Game of Thrones right now. Like uh-huh. currently rewatching it and starting to pick up clues. Another thing that I started doing, because like I do the same thing, like I like to research it. So I started doing this with Lord of the Rings and now uh-huh. I'm on a YouTube rabbit hole where these yeah, really yeah. fucking nerds get on there and they just like tell you the absolute history and it makes it more exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, you want some of those things to come true, but then even if, if they come true and somebody else predicted it, you'd be like, ah, see, I knew it. And then, you know, it's like, you got to be careful with that stuff. I think WandaVision did it right because Game of Thrones, I was really disappointed with the ending and it was probably yeah. a bit my fault, but it was, it was a bit like, I felt like it was rushed and stupid where yeah. WandaVision, I feel like overall was still a really good story, even though it wasn't the things that I thought were going to happen. And then what you forget is that like, Kevin Feige is just not going to give it to you all at once. Like he's, right. he's like, we have like a, they, we have like a 30 year plan. Like, like we're just going to keep doing this stuff for forever. And, you know, he, he, they started, it's been 10 years, 10, almost 15 years now where they're like, yeah, I mean, you know, one of the, so one of the storylines that revolves around uh, Scarlet Witch and Wanda is House of M. So I was convinced that they were doing that. And it's like, not like we're going to do that, but we're going to do it in a movie in 2025. Sure. We're not going to do it here. We're setting the backstory up, but it was still such a good story. And it was interesting, even though, multiverse x-men a lot of things that i thought were going to happen you know didn't happen that's fine yeah i think everyone and it's so funny i think this is kind of where the rest of like the media picked up where paul bettany was on barstool talking about like yeah, how it was he- lights camera yeah that like yeah. set the world on fire everybody all the all the all the theories that i watched like new rock stars were quoting they were like lights, camera on an exclusive with lights, camera pod. I was like, oh shit! I hadn't seen I hadn't seen that episode of Lights Camera yet, and I was like, oh damn, we got the scoop on this one. And then unfortunately, it was Paul Bettany just like then it was wah, wah. You know, trolling people. Like <laughs> it was like, oh damn. Because we all expected, because Elizabeth Olsen said the same thing, where she said that she was going, there was going to be another Luke Skywalker moment, and like I really hope that she didn't think the Luke Skywalker moment was her brother like the recast of her brother which was just, right i know i'm like what uh elizabeth <laughs> lizzie what what was the moment because we didn't really get that so didn't. Um, I, I i feel like um what i did where i gave her a pass was i thought she said she came out and said we have a luke skywalker moment yeah. where she was asked because the Mandalorian just finished up, does WandaVision have that moment? And of course she's like thinking and she's like, what's she going to do? Be like, nah, not really. Like, I mean, you know, you're hyping up your own show. You're not just going to be like, no, we don't really have anything that that is that good. Like that doesn't, you know, so you say like, oh, we have, yeah, we have this awesome moment. But then everybody, you know, the nerds ran with it. They were like a Luke Skywalker moment. Like that's a big moment. And I don't think, you know, WandaVision, I was like, okay, so now we're getting like Hugh Jackman, Wolverine crossover. And we didn't. And that's, you know, who could be, who's the Luke Skywalker of Marvel? It's like, you know, uh, it's like Tony Stark. Yeah, (laughs) I guess. Tony Stark coming back back to life in WandaVision and, you know. That didn't happen. We didn't get Magneto. We didn't get a lot of stuff. But uh, I still loved it. I did not. I was disappointed with that Game of Thrones. I was not disappointed by WandaVision. Yeah. And and do you think that's it's going to be one and done? Like, it's just this is the season and this is the end? I don't don't think that, like, WandaVision. Yeah, I think they'll, like, continue the story of Wanda and Vision just separately. But I don't think that they'll be, like, WandaVision season two unless it's, like, five years from now when it makes sense to bring it back. But I don't think that they're bringing it. I think it was sort of thought of as more as like a mini series. And that was the end of, cause they were just, I think WandaVision was telling the story of Wanda creating mm-hmm. the hex and that's now over. Uh, so I don't think that there'll be WandaVision season two unless, and, and I don't, you know, like it was also WandaVision where it was like this weird television parody. 
they can't yeah. really run that back. Although I would give them a pass if they did. I, I love that so much, mostly because I grew up on all those shows yes. that I was like, yeah, I, I, can I see, can, can you just give me like all the characters as growing pains uh, yes. characters? Like, I'm like, I'm down. I don't care. Uh, you know, it was just like a guilty pleasure of mine. I'm like, you know, put, yeah. put Wolverine in, in Saved by the Bell. I don't care. Like, let's do it. <laughs> Hugh Jackman would be game. I feel like Hugh Jackman would do anything, and I feel like he would do it. He'd be like, yeah, whatever, I'll do it. Yeah. Even like X-Men the musical, like he'd he'd kill it. So let's go. He would do it. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Um, So do you think – or sorry, have you seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier yet? I did. I just watched the first episode, yeah. Okay. Thoughts? I liked it. Um, I I like it because it's like – this is probably not something I'm going to go too deep into the theories on. It's, yeah, um, there's not a- I think it's gonna be a little bit more straightforward. A lot of action. There was a whole lot of dead people in that first episode. Falcon is just blowing up people left and right. I was like, okay, Disney, we're going on. Not that like they haven't done that before, but it was just like a lot of like guns and explosions. I was like, are we watching Fast and the Furious? So it's gonna be an yeah. easier watch. By the end of the episode, I was like, so is anything happening here? <laughs> like, who's the bad guy? What's going on? And I get that Bucky has like this inner turmoil from you know being the Winter Soldier. And then they introduced the new Captain America, who I think is U.S. agent. Um, yeah. I don't know too much about that storyline. I'm sure I'll dive into it a little bit. But I don't think that this show is going to be as much. I think when Loki rolls around, that's yeah. going to be my next big, like, I've got a thousand theories. I love that. The way they're they're doing, like, um, conspiracy theories, like, and how he's going to be in big moments throughout history, that yeah. I'll, I'll go down the rabbit hole on that one. I, I like uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, yeah, but it's weird because I didn't think when I first heard that WandaVision was being announced, I didn't think I'd like it as much as I did. But then as I started to see the commercials, I was like, Ooh, I am going to like this. This is now, you know, it literally feels like a fast and the furious movie to me, which is like not bad, Oh um, yeah, but I don't know if I'm going to be like captivated. I was staying up to watch WandaVision. Like, right. you know, I, I'm out on the West coast. So it wasn't as late as for, for me, but still like midnight is late uh and i'm not doing that for falcon winter soldier unless you know something goes awesome yeah yeah i was so i was honestly i was very confused i i I enjoyed it i love seeing people i was excited to see the don Cheadle cameo like that's awesome um Mm. by the time this goes up everyone should have already seen the first episode so i'm not gonna like be like spoiler (laughs) but like i i just didn't know what happened yeah, I was, and I was like, yeah, this, I, I mean, but you know what? I, I really, I loved WandaVision and I knew it was going to be a slow burn. And mm-hmm. I knew some people that were like, the first two episodes, they were like, what was that? And I was like, what do you mean, what was that? That was like all the important stuff. They were like yeah. setting the table for stuff. So you can't be like, I, I will, I'm not giving up on it. I will watch every single episode oh, of it just yeah. because it continues to tell the story. Um, and I think it'll be pretty good. Uh, I, I like both those guys. I like uh, Mackie and Sebastian. I, I want them to like build out those characters yeah. a little bit more. And I hope I hope that they can just like hit me with a really intriguing story. Um, and mm-hmm. I think they might. But um, like that first episode, I was kind of like, okay, uh, is anything going to happen here? It happened. <laughs> but so you know, that- I don't know. That's Captain America. This fake Captain America. If he's a bad uh, guy, like that'll work. You yeah, know, I that'll think be good. Gonna be I, so yeah. You went to the theory is that it's U.S. agent, and so I think that's probably where it's gonna go. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so out of the three, like kind of major, not yeah. I guess I guess you can consider WandaVision action. I would definitely consider, out of the three like major action series that have come out of Disney Plus. So you got Mandalorian, WandaVision, and now Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Although you can't really make a decision about that. Maybe let's go between yeah. WandaVision and Mando. What do you think? I, the- I liked I liked WandaVision more than Mandalorian. I thought Mandalorian really? was very good. Yeah. I, I thought it was good. Uh, I watched every single episode. It was appointment television. I, I loved yeah. it. I thought the end was fantastic. Um, I lo- that light Luke Skywalker thing. I mean, that got that me was jazzed. Nice. I loved that. Um, so maybe, I think maybe Mando had the best moment. Um, but just the backstory, the teasing of Mephisto, the House of M, I just enjoyed WandaVision more. Um, I would not, you know, I, that, that's how I'd say it. I'm not saying that WandaVision was better than Mandalorian. I, just, I um, personally enjoyed WandaVision more than Mandalorian, but I thought Mando was good. And, uh, you know, my brother went hard on it. He was saying it was like very episodic. It was same thing over and over again. Um, which, like, you know, he goes to a uh, Mandalorian, goes to okay. a planet, 
has a problem, loses Baby Yoda, gets Baby Yoda back, move on to the next planet. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. But that, I think, is exciting because that story is not done. WandaVision is is done in that respect where Mandalorian gets to continue on and and can be more um, intriguing and can continue to develop and build. Uh, I thought they were both both really good. Um, but right now, I, I would have put WandaVision slightly ahead of it. But um, as the series goes on, I you know man, I can't wait for Mandalorian to come back. I'm excited about that. And Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think you know it's kind of like um, I really didn't like Captain Marvel. I went into Captain Marvel thinking like I'm not really super interested in this story. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, it's okay for everything to not be your favorite. So yeah. it's just like I, I like all the stuff, but not all of it has to be your favorite. Yeah. So we have a couple minutes left. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. A, so I've been asking everyone like the same type of questions because I think I'm James Lipton from Inside the Actor Studio. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I take my questions. I figured out how to randomize them. I feel very um, technological. And okay. so I'm going to ask you some. Now we'll do it specifically to Disneyland. And that's totally cool because we talk about all the Disney parks. Mm-hmm. So. I took my list of questions and we're going to ask a couple. I know we're like getting close to an hour. We talked about so many awesome things. So I'm excited. Uh-huh. So here's a weird question. I don't know if guys notice this kind of thing, but what's your favorite place to take a picture in Disneyland? Mm. Wow. Um, it's, it's not like when you first get in, <laughs> like whatever that is where it's like, I don't know if it's like the magic kingdom in the background. I'm just like, can we get to like enjoy some stuff and like not jump right on a line to take a picture? Um, it, this my stuff is all gonna be uh, you know related to my kids. So okay. honestly, what jumped out in my mind was when they bring a new car out in Cars Land. Like sometimes it's Mater, and then they and, and after like an hour they switch it, and and yeah. we always go over and we're like, you know, we talk to people and we're like, who's coming out next? Who's coming out next? And if it's somebody well, that my cool. kid loves. Then we wait for the right time and Lightning McQueen comes out and his face lights up. Um, oh, it's funny because we haven't been there in now like close to two years because we were going to go probably around the time pandemic hit. And then, right. um, but uh, so it's been a little while. Um, so he's older. Uh, so I don't know what he's going to enjoy as much, but my daughter has not been there other than like literally like sitting in a stroller like not you know like you know she walk, she's walking now she she'll enjoy it a lot more so yeah. whatever she you know she might she may love the princesses sometimes she's like a little you know sometimes she's a tomboy and sometimes she's like you know into pretty dresses so <laughs> yeah. um but I, I have really fond memories of of uh like lightning queen rolling out and and my kid getting really excited about it so i'll say that that's awesome because oh, actually, the last Disney park that I had been to um, in 2020 was Disneyland. I went there because I was there for work, and so yeah. that's the last park I've been to. And I didn't realize that they like change them out every so often. Like every time I'm yeah. there, most of the time when I'm there, it's like Tomater. And then last time I think I was there, I saw Lightning McQueen, but yeah. I didn't realize that. That's so cute. They get to see them yeah. drive out. Yeah, they like know. drive them out, and you know, it's like I don't know if they're like real car. They're not like they're like obviously some kind of automated but they like bring them out and they have everybody you know like they have like a guide wave people out of the way and it's like you know yeah mater's like howdy you know and they go crazy for it so would you consider that your favorite disney parks moment or do you have a different one hmm man i mean so much you know honestly personally when um seeing the first time in um whatever they call star wars land um Uh, yeah galaxy's edge galaxy's edge the first time going there, um, and I remember reading that they were like, they have this um, like sound dampening and they're playing like very subtly the music. And then like when you when you walk through sort of like what would be like a cavern and come up yeah, on the Millennium yeah, yeah. Falcon, I was like, hmm, this was special. Like, I don't want to be corny here, but that was cool as like a big Star Wars fan. I mean, I think I'll feel the same way when, uh, you know, whenever the Marvel stuff, like when we were there yeah. last, we saw like Stark Industries fences yeah. up everywhere. So I was like, oh, I get it. You're making it like Tony Stark is actually building this thing. Yes. I love that stuff. So, so you know, all sorts, there's, there's all sorts of like, you know, t- being on the Dumbo ride with my kid was really fun. Yeah. But, but for me, like they, the Galaxy's Edge thing was like, was pretty cool. We couldn't do the ca- uh, Katina. Um, I heard that that's awesome. It's, uh, it's, it's very cool. It feels cool. like you're, you're in it. Um, we didn't have the time or like we didn't reserve the, the time like in advance enough. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I really want to do that eventually. Uh, but that was it was pretty cool. That that was cool, like seeing life size, like true to scale Millennium yeah. Falcon. That was cool. It's super cool. It's 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 absolutely amazing. The weird thing is, so I've gone to both. I've gone to the one at Disneyland and I've gone to the one at Disney World, and it's very off putting because they look exactly the same. Mm, I don't know why I expand. I expected it to be like something. There'd be like something that's uniquely Disneyland and something that's unique. No, yeah, you it's feel exactly like the same. That's interesting. Exactly the same, and plus they were relatively built around the same time, so it's really strange. I I really yeah. expected it, and the cantina experience is is an experience. Yeah. I don't know if you want to do it with kids. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what yeah, I've that's, heard, that's probably true. Yeah, from my in laws, but from what I've heard, it's it's a whole experience. It's it's really weird. It's very um, it's awesome. Like once you get to sit down, it's very very cool. But like they sat us, my friend and I, they sat us with um, like strangers because they don't care. <laughs> they like right, right, right. people. So yeah, we sat yeah, with yeah. Like, eight, which was, and they were having like a birthday. So we're like, hey, happy birthday! <laughs> Just like sitting. <laughs> people the cool thing was the people that were there they actually were also disney creators so we ended up having something to discuss oh very cool yeah otherwise it was very awkward but the drinks are (laughs) awesome and the experience is very cool yeah we gotta do it well that's good to know because i I may have tried to to bring the kids i probably would have googled it first if if a lot of people feel the same way then we wouldn't have done it but uh we'll, we'll drop the kids or maybe we'll bring a bring my in-laws with us and, yeah. and be like, all right, we need like an hour or two or something like that. Is it, you're kind of at the mercy of where they sit, they seat you. If you were sitting, if you were seated at like a literal booth, then it would have been yeah. fine. Like I know my in-laws have gone, they like, they have like standing tables. And if you have three okay. kids, they're under the age of eight, they can't really reach it. <laughs> so they're just like yeah. standing there. And they're like, we can't see anything. And it's dramatic. I'd be like, listen, you're going to have to receive this. Like I, I'm not above asking people to be like, this is not going to work for us. So yeah. figure something out. Do you ever stay um, at a, like at a Disney hotel when you go to Disneyland, or are you staying like kind of wherever? My in-laws uh, live so close; they're oh, so like close. very, very close to it. It's like you know maybe twenty minutes away. So every yes. time we've been, we've just stayed um, at at their place. Um, yeah, but that's uh, but I'm trying to figure out because I remember as going to Disney World as a kid and like staying there for a week. Um, and I definitely want to do that. So I'll have to do all the research. I love recommendations. If you have those, we have, we don't have that booked yet, but, uh, we definitely are going to do that at some point. Oh, more than happy to help. I, I have done both. So we started going off a little pro like off sort of off property, even though I'm like kind of a snob about it, Yeah. but <laughs> I'm like, you have to stay on property. That's what you do. I didn't, uh-huh. I think the whole reason is because I didn't stay on property when I was growing up and just cause it was just super expensive. And yeah. so now I'm really a stickler about it. I think we're we're thinking about staying on for the first time. And then if there's like any, you know, hacks and tricks to save some money, but for the kids, you know, to give them that full experience. And that's what I remember. I remember being there uh, and loving it, but that was like like (laughs) 30 years ago. So we'll probably have to like check and see if it's still the best idea. (laughs) So what's your favorite attraction at Disneyland? Oh man. Um, well, again, my my kids loved the Toy Story thing where you shoot yeah. the laser beam. Yeah. Um, they loved that. So I remember um, doing that. Um, oh, the laser beam, not the one where, like, it's like you're jacking off. It's like, <laughs> do you know what I'm talking I never thought of it like that, but I guess yeah. it sort of is. It then there's me- also, like, a show. I can't remember where you go and it's, like, interactive. Um, I can't remember what, what they're, I, don't, I guess it's just like a, a Disney show that these are all things that like entertain yeah. my kids. I was just like so happy. <laughs> also, my, my, my son was like two and it was just like, you know, so, so you just have like the cutest memories. Oh um, yeah. I don't know. I guess uh, I really, I, I like so much of it, uh, but I, mm-hmm. I, I think Galaxy's Edge probably still get, get my, uh, my final answer on that. Um, but it's all it's always like so fun and interesting. And I think the Marvel stuff, when that opens up, I'm going to like die for that. Like I, I'm yeah. going to love that. All right, man. Those are all the questions I have. All right. Thanks. This was fun. Yay. This was so much fun. <laughs> I could go on tangents with you forever. <laughs> I know. It was good. I think we, we, we it kind of flowed well and we, we, we hit yeah. everything that was good. Awesome. Well, Brandon, thanks so much for joining us, helping us out during this time. Brady appreciates it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I appreciate it, of course. Um, so tell us where we can find you. There's many um, places. 
Yeah, I think just my socials. Um, I, I'm at Brendan Clancy on everything, and then on, I guess I do it on uh, Instagram and um, uh, Twitter. I also have at Super Producer BC, where I do a little bit more strictly talking about content and production and stuff like yeah. that. Um, TikTok's where I need the most help, but that's uh, that's at Brendan Clancy. And then uh, you know, if you want to, you know, like the the money makers are uh, at KFC, uh, KFC Radio. Listen to KFC Radio. Subscribe yes. to the KFC Radio YouTube. Um, and if you're a Mets fan, uh, We Gotta Believe is the Mets podcast that uh, hopefully baseball will be a little bit more back to normal and yeah. uh, we'll have a good year. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for joining us, guys. We had an amazing time. We will talk to you maybe next week. I don't know if it's like the following week. I don't have a regular posting schedule. <laughs> you love me anyways. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Annie at WDW Collective. Guys, we'll see you next time.